I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren Dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. And away we go on this snowy Sunday morning, the 16th of April. The year is 2023. This is Scoop Podcast episode 411. Why am I looking at snow right now? How depressing is this? Droogie, my older son's baseball team, is supposed to scrimmage a lethally Dyna team in a few days. So much for that. Uncle Mercy on this snow. I'm with my good buddy Chad Hartman. Spring stinks here in Minnesota. April, for me at least, my opinion, the worst month around. All right. Like always, some notes. And we'll get to some conversations. C.J. Ham, Blake Cashman, J.C. Hassenauer, new Gophers point guard, Mike Mitchell Jr. In no particular order, let's begin with the Vikings. The offseason program begins on Monday. I do not expect 100% attendance, but I will stress, starting Monday, it is not mandatory. These players don't need to be in town this week. Many guys will be in town, though. I expect a good portion of the roster to be in town, but I do not expect... 100% attendance. Last week was draft visit week. The biggest names of the Vikings hosted well over 30 draft prospects. The biggest names, safety Brian Branch of Alabama, pass rusher Keon White of Georgia Tech, wide receiver Jordan Addison of USC, wide receiver Quinton Johnston of TCU, quarterback Tanner McKee of Stanford, and former Gopher center John Michael Schmitz. I can surely see the Vikings Drafting a quarterback, I do not know. Nobody in the media knows how the Vikings have their draft board stacked. Is it possible very early in 11 days that the Vikings go quarterback? I suppose, either at 23 or moving higher if a guy falls. I guess I'm not ruling out that possibility. If I had to bet right now, 11 days out, subject to change if I gather more info. But if I had to bet right now, I think it's more likely the Vikings take a quarterback in the middle rounds. They've done a bunch of homework, clearly on McKee with the visit, a bunch on Jaron Hall of BYU. They spent significant time with him at both the Senior Bowl and Combine. They've done all sorts of due diligence on the UCLA quarterback, Thompson Robinson. He did not visit, but like Hall, they have spent significant time with him at other opportunities. Point is, and I'm sure there's some other quarterbacks they've done all sorts of due diligence on. Point is, They've done as much work, my sense, they've done as much work on quarterbacks as they've done in a while. Certainly this regime. Yeah, they did some homework on quarterbacks last year, but it seems like more so this year. Going back to the Rick Spielman regime, maybe the Teddy Bridgewater year or the Callum Mond year or maybe the Christian Ponder year. But point is, this regime, you know, we just have these two years of sample sizes, so still relatively small. But last year compared to this year, just seems like they've done a lot more homework on quarterbacks this year. The Vikings did have a scout at tight end Noah Gindorf's pro day this week. He's the North Dakota State tight end. He's from Crosby, Minnesota. He is battling back from an ankle injury, so he couldn't partake in the normal Bison pro day. But he had his own pro day a couple days ago. A handful of NFL teams were there. I know the Lions Sent a coach, but the Vikings did have scouting representation in Fargo. On Schmitz, for what it's worth, the Jets, Giants, Bills, Steelers, and Seahawks seem to be showing the most interest. In fact, he had a private workout for the Seahawks. The person who put him through that private workout, former Viking, the Hall of Famer, he's a consultant for the Seahawks, Steve Hutchinson. That had to be really cool for Schmitz to be put through a workout by Hall of Famer. Steve Hutchinson. Former Gopher safety Jordan Howden, he's been a busy guy the last few weeks. He had a private workout for the New Orleans Saints. Visits to the Packers, Vikings, Raiders, Seahawks, and 49ers. Draft visits can still take place for a few more days. The cutoff is like Tuesday or Wednesday, so I know he has at least one more visit in the next couple days. Former Gophers quarterback Tanner Morgan visited the Packers a couple days ago. He'll visit the Bengals in the next day or two. In that visit with the Bengals, he will throw for them. Former Gophers linebacker Mariano Sorin-Marin drawing strong interest from the 49ers and Titans. Local guy Evan Hall of Maple Grove High School, the running back from Northwestern, he also had a Packers visit and also had a Vikings visit. The Broncos are also showing strong interest. I also hear the Steelers 
really like Evan Hall. On to the Wolves. My senses, Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed could return if the Wolves upset the Nuggets, shocked the world, an eight seed over the one seed. That I wouldn't necessarily rule out both guys for the season, but in terms of the next handful of days, even the next week, week plus, no, uh, McDaniels and Reed playing. Just so unfortunate. Like, think about it. If Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels were healthy for this series, how much fun would this series be? Certainly would not be your traditional eight versus one. Like, if the Wolves had their full complement of players, they absolutely could give Denver a series. I still think they will give Denver a series, but they will miss Reed and McDaniels a ton. Jalen Noel with that bum knee, he was fine to play on Friday. We saw him play on Tuesday in LA against the Lakers. Thought he played okay against the Lakers. Had a couple turnovers, but I thought the shots he attempted were good. He shot over 50%. Well, he was a healthy scratch on Friday night. That was a coach's decision. That was not an injury situation by Jalen Noel did not play on Friday night against OKC. So the last time an 8-beat a 1, April of 2011, the Memphis Grizzlies over the San Antonio Spurs, the point guard on that Grizzlies team, Mike Conley Jr. Storylines galore with the Wolves Nuggets series. We have in the Wolves front office, Tim Connolly, the president of operations. He helped construct former VP with the Denver Nuggets, John Wallace. Is in the Wolves front office. He came from the Denver Nuggets. Chris Finch, Wolves head coach, former Nuggets assistant. You look at the Nuggets staff, Ryan Saunders, former Wolves head coach. David Adelman, former Wolves assistant. Calvin Booth, who now runs the Nuggets, former Wolves player, former Wolves executive. He was passed over in 2019. He interviewed. He was one of the finalists in 2019, but Gershon Rosas beat him out for that job. In 2019, Austin Rivers on the Wolves bench. Maybe he plays in this series for a minute or two. You know, maybe if you need some defensive help on Jamal Murray, although we haven't seen Rivers on the court outside of garbage time in a while. But Austin Rivers, former Nuggets guard. Then you have Zeke Naji, Nuggets reserve. Not sure how much we'll see him play in this series, but he's had some good moments this year. He's from Hopkins High School, former Denver first round pick. If you look at the season series, 2-2. Cat missed all four games. That's pretty significant. So the Wolves beat the Nuggets twice in the regular season. Cat did not play in those games. Gobert, Rudy Gobert, missed one of those games of the four. The Wolves lost that game. Nikola Jokic also missed one of the games. Now, if you talk to Denver people, they will remind you that three of the four games, they were playing the second game of a back-to-back. In fact, one of the losses at Target Center, they played a late game the night before, it was a TNT nationally televised game the night before. It didn't tip off until like 8.45 or 8.50 Denver time. By the time they got out of the arena, long drive to the airport, flew here, got to their hotel rooms. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Then had to play the Wolves at 7 o'clock that night. So they were very, very tired in one of those matchups. But still, noteworthy that the Wolves did beat the Nuggets twice in the regular season. After Friday night's win, I just don't sense a busy offseason. Yeah, Jalen Noel is going to sign elsewhere. Nas Reed, the Wolves have tried for a long time to extend him. There are still interests in extending him, so those talks will be ongoing. But like, I don't see anything crazy happening now. I would keep an eye on one year from now. Now, a lot can happen, right? I mean, maybe the Wolves are the best team in the Western Conference next season. So maybe it won't get crazy. Although actually that would be pretty crazy, would it not? But I'm just saying, I think next summer, the summer of 2024, more like late April, May of 2024, has a chance to be very, very fascinating on a few different fronts with the Wolves. The Wolves do have a scouting presence at the Portsmouth Draft Invitational. Some local connections, Gabe Kausher of De La Salle High School, Race Thompson, of Robbinsdale Armstrong High School. That's Daryl Thompson's son. Gabe Kausher had interviews in Portsmouth with the Sixers, Pistons, Raptors, Jazz, Grizzlies, Wizards, Nets, Celtics, and Knicks. On to Gophers basketball, we'll start with the women. Maddie Wilkie, a Wisconsin Badgers transfer, double-digit scorer, has visited the U. She has visited Minnesota. The Gophers are in her final five. Here's her final five. The Gophers, Stanford, Utah, Marquette, 
Michigan. Outside of the Gophers, those four programs are NCAA tournament teams. You think about her home state Marquette program. Like, it's an uphill battle, but the Gophers are trying for this Wisconsin Badgers transfer guard. They really, really like her. Clearly, she has enough interest. So remember that name, Maddie Wilkie. Let's see if she decides to pick the U. Rose Michaud leaves the Gophers. She is on her way per her Instagram to Virginia Tech powerhouse program. On the men's side, Latrell Wrightsell Jr., Cal State Fullerton transfer, first team all Big West, averaged 16 points a game last year. One of the better shooting guards available in the portal right now. He told me a few days ago he was set to visit the U this weekend. So they are definitely in the mix. Utah State transfer Sean Bairstow is also set to visit Nebraska. Freddie Hoiberg, my buddy Freddie, also in the mix for Sean and for Latrell. Latrell is from Omaha. So depending on how strong Nebraska pushes, can the Gophers beat the home state Cornhuskers? But, hey, the Gophers have a pretty good track record. When they want a guy, when they get him here on campus, the Gophers do a good job once they get a guy on campus of, you know, schmoozing, wowing guys, right, impressing the family, all that, you know, whether it's just one player or he brings his family. But Ben Johnson and company do a good job on visits. So we'll wait and see. We'll have to hear from Latrell how this visit went. But he said he was set to visit the U this weekend. On the Twins, nice to see Jorge Polanco and Alex Kirilov in the Fort Myers lineup today, a day game. After playing for Fort Myers last night, that shows us that the two of them are not all that far off. Now, it's still possible one or both goes and gets some at-bats at AAA before transitioning to the majors. It seems like Polanco is a bit closer than Kirilov, but certainly encouraging news on that front with both those guys. Brent Hendrick, excuse me, Hedrick is up. He is a long reliever. He was a Twins draft pick in 2019, a ninth-round pick. The Twins signed him for $130,000. He has turned into a flamethrower. Like, he hits 95, 96, 97 as a lefty. When they drafted him, he was like 89, 90, 91. He's a heck of a story. So he'll be the Twins' long reliever with Cole Sands now optioned. The official move today was Louis Varland after he started what on Friday, Louis Varland back to AAA, Hedrick up. I know his family, he's got some family, so he's from the state of Illinois. His family was driving from Illinois to Yankee Stadium. His fiance was flying into New York, so he'll have a nice family presence at Yankee Stadium today, whether he makes his major league debut today or maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, that series at Fenway Park against the Red Sox. But he was a long shot. Like he was never on any of the, you know, MLB pipeline top prospect lists or anything like that. But heck of a story for Brent to make it all the way to the majors. Gophers football, the portal is once again opening college football. The Gophers are after at least one cornerback, making inquiries on multiple cornerbacks. On the recruiting front, Wyatt Gilmore, we've featured him on Channel 5 a few different times from Rogers High School. Four-star recruit, one of the Gophers' top priorities in the 2024 recruiting class. Well, the Gophers had him on campus yet again this weekend. Not sure what position he'll play. He's played some tight end, offensive line, linebacker at Rogers, but incredible athlete. I know the Gophers are making him a high priority. Also on the recruiting front, Daniel Freetag from Bloomington Jefferson High School, also in the class of 2024. So he announced, he told me via text, he is taking his talents to Southern California. He will play his senior year of basketball at a prep school in the L.A. area, Southern California. Well, that school doesn't have a football program, but he told me he is still interested in playing football at the collegiate level. Well, the Gophers had him on campus yet again this month. So the Gophers are still pushing for free tag. Gophers basketball not recruiting free tag. Wisconsin in on him. Virginia, to some extent, a lot of Wisconsin's team on the basketball front, although I wonder if he's going out to Southern California to, to up his basketball resume, his cachet, right, however you want to term it, you know, just hoping that maybe more programs take notice of him. He is a really good basketball player, though, but he's an incredible athlete. He can play wide receiver, cornerback. Heck, the Jaguars were using him at quarterback at times last season, so just one heck. Of an athlete, but he says, Hey, football is still 
in the mix, although I've thought for a while he'll end up ultimately playing basketball at the next level. I'll connect with him when the Wild and Wolf seasons are over. I texted with him. I said, hey, sometime in May, although hopefully maybe one of those teams can go all the way to June, but I said, hey, sometime in May we'll connect for a sit-down interview so I can pick your brain on this transition from Bloomington to Southern California. So I'll do a deeper dive later on on his intentions if football truly is an option at the collegiate level. All right. Let's get to interviews on the football front. I connected at a recent workout with CJ Ham. He signed a two-year extension with the Vikings a couple weeks ago. He is now under team control through 2025. Here is my recent conversation with Vikings fullback. Heck, a lot of us thought he might be a cap casualty a month ago. Well, not only is he back, but he's back with a contract extension. Now, the Vikings did lower his 2023 cap number. So it's not like they just left his contract alone, but they do want him here. They value his leadership. Here's my recent conversation with Vikings fullback, CJ Ham. CJ, this just is an example of there is no such thing. I was talking to JC about this. There's no such thing as an off season. Like maybe you get a vacation in January, February, but really like 12 months a year, it's always go time. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a part of our job to make sure we're staying in shape, staying ready. Um, you know, obviously the older you get, you, the more you realize, um, you know, you have to find some time to, uh, you know, unplug and disconnect and spend some time with the family and just get your body back. But after that, it's all it's go time. And you know, been here grinding with the guys. It's been fun. Eventful off season, getting the new contract. Just your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's a blessing. Um, you know, to be home. To have an opportunity to to stay home for 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 quite some time is extremely a ble- it's a blessing to our family and uh, we just love it we love it here in Minnesota. Why is this such a good spot for you? Um, I mean, because it's home. It's home. I've built a relationship with um, a lot of people here, um, and you know the new coaching staff coming in, building a relationship with them, and uh, you know they they see the, they see some things that I can that I can continue to do for this team to help, and um, I'm just excited to go out there and do it. When you say that, I mean, is the idea that maybe more snaps here in 2023? Um, you know, uh, I don't really know. I hope so, right? Uh, you know, you sign a, you sign a contract extension, and um, you know, all things kind of point towards that. Um, but you know, again, as always, uh, I'm gonna do whatever I'm asked, and uh, try to do it to the best of my ability. What's the excitement level coming off the 13 win season, building upon that first year of Kevin O'Connell? Um, I mean, that's really it. Just uh, we 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 set the standard. And, um, you know, now it's time to go out there and, and replicate that and even go beyond that, right, and try to get, you know, to get, to get more wins in the, in the playoffs, to make, to make it to the Super Bowl, to make it to, uh, you know, the, the ultimate game. So that's our goal. And, uh, you know, we've got to go out there and, you know, get it done here in, in the next week and start, start building towards that goal. Yeah, I mean, next thing you know, it'll be April 17th. That's really, really go time, isn't it? Uh, it is. Coming up real quick. Um, off seasons are extremely short, uh, but... I'm excited. I'm excited to get back in the building, get back with the coaches. And uh, like we said earlier, had a great year last year, uh, came up a little short, but I think that's making, that's making us more determined and excited to go out there and uh, you know, get things done this season. You would know this better than I, but are you the senior most member of the offensive room now that Adam's gone? Harry's got you beat, right? Yeah. Harry 2012, but are you the senior member of the offense? <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, uh, I think so. I mean, obviously Kirk's been in the league for a long time, but I think being on the Vikings solely, uh, just making a quick thought here. I think uh, I think I think I am. I think yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Off. Like with the Vikings, yeah, Kirk's yeah. been in the league for a long time. Yeah. But I'm thinking with the Vikings, you're the senior most member of the offense. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty wild to say. Thank you for making me feel like like I'm old. <laughs> but um, yeah, just that in and of itself is just a blessing to uh, you know been be, in the off season is always a great time to reflect and to you know go back to me being a tryout player and um, you know making the ninety man roster, being on the practice squad, playing those years out, signing a contract extension, and then signing another one, um, all with the same team, which is um, pretty hard to do in this league. And for it to be my home state team, um, it truly, truly is a blessing. And I, I really can't point to anything else but God. Um, God has been a blessing in our life, and um, you know He's not finished with me here yet. And uh, we're just excited to see where, where that goes. Yeah, to me, it's a badge of honor. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe poking fun a little bit at your seniority, right? But to me, it's a badge of honor being an undrafted guy coming from where you came from to get to another contract. That just doesn't happen very often. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, historically, um, historically, it doesn't. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't I can't say it's anything specifically that I've done. Um, I mean, maybe maybe you guys can, but um, it's really just a blessing. It's a it's a gift from God and um, just trying to honor God in, in, in all of it. 
I'll leave you with this. How happy are you that Alexander Madison is back? I'm very happy. Um, you know, uh, Ma- Madison's the he, he's the man. He's the man. So I've been with him for a long time too, and he continues to grow every single year as a player. So uh, it, it'll be def- it's definitely nice to have him back, and uh, I can't wait. To, can't wait to grind with him. And one more. Guys. Yeah, and one guy you won't grind with is Adam. Is it going to be weird not having Adam, considering all the time you guys spend together here in the off season? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a little different. Um, you know, Adam. Adam is the reason why I came to ETS uh, in the first place, and we built a, a very strong relationship. Uh, but I am super excited for him. I'm excited for him to go out and ball out and do the baller. Um, he always has been, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited excited to see him uh, go out there and do his thing and impact impact a different locker room. Um, do the great leader, great person, and uh, you know, we're friends for life. So. When CJ was working out, also in the gym. Former Gopher, current Houston Texans linebacker, former New York Jets linebacker. He was a fifth-round pick in 2019. He is already on his second contract. That is pretty cool. Many fifth-round picks don't get to a second contract. This guy has the pride of Eden Prairie. Here's my recent conversation with Blake Cashman. Blake, as we, you know, the calendar flips from March to April, like, is that really in your world? like truly go time. I mean, there's never such thing as slowing down, but you can mix in some vacation time, January, February, March. But mm-hmm. I would think as the calendar flips to April, that's really, really go time. Yeah. Uh, I think my mindset's probably changed over the last four to five years. Um, you know, when you're a younger player, I think you expect to be fully prepared to go and you treat it like it's training camp. But the older I've gotten um, with more experience, you know, the wiser I've uh, player I've been, so I've, you know, I, I got to be prepared, have my body ready, have my mind ready, but, um, you know, as I approach OTAs and as we go into it, I want to uh, roll in um, smoothly and, um, you know, just with a good plan, just because you don't want your body to be at peak performance come April, May, because uh, that's how you get hurt, or at least for me, that's how you end up getting hurt, you know, mid-season, so uh, it's all about knowing your body, knowing who you are as a player, um, because ultimately you need to be ready for September when the games start. Is that the key, just finding a way to keep you healthy? If you're healthy, you know you're going to produce. Absolutely. Uh, this past year has been an amazing you know, journey for me um, to learn about my body. Uh, the Houston Texans have done a great job um, with managing their players, keeping them healthy. Uh, you know, They really take a deep dive into each player on how much strain they put on their bike is Everybody moves differently. Everybody works differently. Um, everybody plays differently. So uh, they really get to learn how a player uh, works on the field. And based off that, you know, they'll have a plan for you. So, you know, I was a guy that, you know, I run with uh, a lot of strain, like putting a lot of strain in my body when I'm running. Um, but what their answer to that is uh, to do more soft tissue work in, in preparation for a workout, a run, a practice, a game, instead of doing all that um, afterwards. So uh, front-loading all the soft tissue work has really uh, benefited me, but that's something I learned from uh, Houston's performance staff. So it sounds like, I mean, heading to Houston, not to diminish your time in New York, but heading to the Texans, a godsend? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's been an awesome experience for me. Um, they've been great, uh, f- I think, for myself as a player in my career. Um, but, you know, you, when you work with different performance staff, trainers, strength coaches, everyone's got their own little twist. Everyone's got their own ideas. And, you know, the, the, there's no saying that those ideas or their, those plans are wrong, but um, it might just not be the best plan or idea for you because everybody's body works differently. Everybody um, plays differently. So uh, it's all about finding the right, um, you know, unique plan that's designed around the way you work work and operate so you get to another contract you know this many guys who are drafted on day three don't get to a second contract mm-hmm. how rewarding is that contract uh, it's been a blessing um you know when my agent and i started working with uh, the texans in the contract extension uh it was just a surreal moment just because you know like you said the numbers aren't in a player's favor going on to a second second deal getting off your your rookie contract so um, you know, I'm very thrilled to be back, being uh, back with a great staff. Uh, you know, and the new coaching staff that's there seems incredible and is going to take us in the right direction. 
And, you know, the most special thing about me being there, the, how I look at it, is uh, the guys in that locker room. I have never been more a part of a more welcoming and professional group of, of men, of football players. So um, it's just a great fit, and I think it, you know, this past season and going into this season uh, will really, you know, help me and benefit uh, my career. And hopefully the team ascends too. Like you talk about that camaraderie in the locker room. I guess that next step is figuring out a way to win a bunch of games. Absolutely. I mean, that, you know, is the most important part and key to winning, I think, is having that chemistry, having that camaraderie, that brotherhood, because uh, when you do know how to work well together, that's when things start gelling and you start heading in the right direction. Uh, so that is something I'm very excited to get getting back to this uh, spring as we start OTAs is, you know, seeing the new faces there, seeing what uh, new rookies come in, and then the guys that, you know, have been there, how we put it all together, and, um, you know, we can start getting an idea of what direction we're going to be headed in uh, this fall. So the new head coach, a linebacker, mm-hmm. linebacker, like I would think that's as cool as it gets. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a defensive player, and especially as a linebacker, you got to love it. Um, you know, we all operate and think in a, in a similar way. So, uh, you know, I think what he's going to bring to the team and just um, – what he's done and what he did in San Francisco, if that can all carry over, I mean, the sky's the limit for, for us and, you know, Houston Texans going forward. Do I have it right? Did you sack Pat Mahomes Jr. in December? I did. In overtime, um, it was a big play. It was a uh, good call by our coaches, and they, uh, you know, had our defensive line running a special stunt, uh, which gave me an opportunity to make the play, and, uh, it's too bad we couldn't uh, come out with a win, but uh, it was a special, special play, special moment in a you know a game where you know we weren't even expected to be in it in, in overtime. So, and I would just think too, just I mean, as elusive as he is, future Hall of Famer, like that's one you can talk about for the next you know forty, fifty. I mean, heck, as long as you're alive, you've got that story to tell. Hey, I sacked Mahomes. Oh yeah, uh, don't be surprised if you know I have people over and in my uh, basement one day, and you see a big framed photo of me sacking Patrick Mahomes, uh, the legendary Hall of Famer quarterback. That, that will be up uh, at some point. <laughs> How much are you following your alma mater? I mean, it seems like they're like on the cusp of breaking through, winning the Big Ten West, that at some point it will happen. I thought it might happen in 22, thought it might happen in 19, but it seems like it's when, not if, that PJ is going to bring the program to yet another level. Yeah, they're right there. Uh, you know, the, it's been cool to see just how many guys are – um, seems like every year there's a few guys getting opportunities uh, in, at the next level, professionally in the NFL. So, um, you know, that's good for recruiting. And, you know, P.J. Fleck, he can, he can, you know, sell his program, sell his team. And, uh, you know, winning games on top of that's the recipe for, um, you know, being a Big Ten champion. Uh, so I believe, uh, you know, if not this year, you know, in the next couple of years, it's going to happen. I mean, um, they're, they're like, like you said, they're right there. They're, they're one game away. So uh, I'm very excited for, for them. And, um, you know, we'll be around, you know, this spring a little bit in the summer. So I'll definitely pay a visit to say hi to some familiar faces. I suppose the key is as long as those guys don't take your job, though, right? I mean, that's probably the constant battle. Like every year, like you know this, Houston has all these draft picks. They'll sign some undrafted free agents. Like guys are going to be coming in, probably some linebackers that might say, hey, Blake, hey, bring it on. Like I'm ready to take your job. Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, what, can, what have you done for me recently business? And it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world, um, very competitive. But, um, you know, I, I want to see, you know, my former teammates, um, guys that, you know, went through the same uh, avenue as I did um, going to the University of Minnesota. I want to see everyone win and get an opportunity. And, of course, I don't want it to be at the sacrifice of my job, but um, – you know, I think there's a, a great understanding in the in the league where, you know, you're all competing with one another. You know, everyone wants to be on that 53-man roster, but um, everyone understands that, you know, you have to do it together. And so you, you teach each other how to be a better player, how to learn the defensive system or offensive system. And, you know, you, you know, might teach a technique here or a fundamental there that can help you be a better player, but... Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're still competing with that person. But um, uh, I think you got to do it um, with little due diligence. Got anything else? 
Yeah, do you learn anything from CJ Ham? Like in, in workout rooms like this, and you know, I don't know how many years he's played in the NFL, but I mean, he's, he's banging around a little bit. Do you learn things more than just workout routines from a guy like CJ Ham? Yes. Um, so I've been working out with CJ since uh, before I was drafted. Um, that's when I came in here and ETS started uh, prepping for the, uh, my combine and pro day. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that's done it at a high level for a very long time. And congratulations to him on his, uh, you know, extension with the Vikings. Super happy for him. But when a guy is able to sustain himself in the league for that long, with one team for that long, like really nobody does that. So, um, you know, he's a guy that uh, you bounce ideas off of, um, ask for advice. You know, he picks up new things he's doing in, in the off season to uh, help him with his body because as you get older, your body changes and you have to you train differently. So um, it seems like every off season when I come in here, he's doing something differently and, you know, asking questions, why are you doing this? How is it helping you? And so um, he's a guy that, you know, I've benefited from, from uh, being around and learning, learning from. Did you ask him financial questions too now with NC? Yes, you know that's that's the best thing about the off season is uh, just the energy and camaraderie in the gym. You know, uh, catching up with familiar faces. But uh, you know, once you know workouts over, guys are kind of wind down before they take off. You're just having uh, casual conversations, and um, he has now two gyms with ETS. I, you know. Got a second home, uh, looking at vacation home. So those are things, you know, ask him because uh, I haven't been through something like that. Like, I'm, I'm just a guy that, that rents, you know, an apartment here and there. So uh, he's somebody that, you know, has been around longer than I am. And he's, he's a wise guy, smart dude, good dude. Uh, so he's a guy that, you know, I'll ask questions like that. You know, what was the process for you um, going, you know, buying a home and, um, you know, did People, people try to take advantage of you because they knew who you were and, and you know, how successful you've been. So uh, he's been incredible, and uh, he's an awesome guy to be around. I believe I forget how I edited that interview, but I believe at the end you heard a second voice. That was my photojournalist that day, Alec Osmus. We're super happy to have Alec a part of the Channel 5 sports team. So, you know, typically when I'm doing a TV interview, I always turn. I always turn to whoever is shooting the interview. I just don't have that skill of of shooting video. I can edit video. I can do a lot of stuff TV-wise. I just don't know how to pick up a camera and shoot. Well, kind of do, but don't know how to shoot really good video. So I always turn to whoever is shooting the interview and say, hey, do you have anything for our subject? And in this case, Alec had a couple questions for CJ and Blake at the end. Or maybe he didn't have one for CJ. I recall, though, one for Blake. Anyway, if you heard a second voice, that was my guy, Alec Osmus. All right, finally, from that workout in Woodbury recently that I attended, just attended. I wasn't trying to work out with those guys, right? <laughs> that would have been an adventure. It's New York Giants offensive lineman, the pride of East Ridge High School in Woodbury. The former Alabama Crimson Tide offensive lineman started in that national championship game a few years ago against the Georgia Bulldogs. He played with the Pittsburgh Steelers a bunch. That's where he really made a name for himself in Pittsburgh, but he's bounced around. He's got a heck of a story. He just signed with the New York Giants a week ago. In fact, when I spoke with JC, he hadn't officially signed with New York. He sort of broke some news in this conversation that he was on the cusp of signing. It seemed like it would be New York because he had recently visited the Giants. He's got the Brian Dayball connection. The Giants coach was at Alabama. So anyway... Soon after this interview, the news broke that he was on his way to the New York Giants. So here is my conversation with New York Giants offensive lineman. Can play some center, can play some guard. It is J.C. Hassenauer. Does the cliche hold true that time flies? Is it hard to believe that, you know, going back to senior year Easteridge, going to Alabama throughout your Alabama career and now being a seasoned NFL veteran? Yeah, no, it's uh, time definitely flies. It's uh, come by quick, but I've enjoyed every minute of it. You know, I've been blessed with a great career so far, and you know, I just want to keep that going, uh, going on year six in the NFL. So uh, my goal is to, to keep going as long as I can. What are the keys to getting to a year six? Um, you know, just kind of getting my body right in the off season. You know, here at ETS, just trying to train and and um, get stronger and faster. 
Um, also rehab the body. You know, we have an individualized program uh, for everyone that comes here and, um, you know, kind of expose your weaknesses and get better at those. Um, so that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Um, as well as some, some position work and um, other stuff to maintenance the body. I mean, there is no such thing as an off-season, is there? Maybe you get a little vacation time January, maybe February. But truthfully, like, you're working 12 months a year. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, it's not like the cliche back in the day where, you know, guys would take a bunch of time off and get fat and go on trips and stuff like that. Uh, it's so competitive now that it's basically a year-round sport. Um, you know, we're in here. Some guys take a week or two, but, you know, you're, you're training pretty much right away. Um, you know, as soon as your season's done, some guys are lucky. They, they go until the second week of February to the Super Bowl, and, you know, they have a shorter off-season. But um, for most guys, you know, we're, we're in here mid-January um, getting some work in. So, yeah, it's pretty much year-round. So what will be next? So you're a free agent right now, so just hoping that the phone rings here? Yep. Um, everything should, Something should be uh, signed here in the next couple of days. Oh, good. Okay, so some progress here. Yeah. So, okay, so that's good. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Now there's been some interest, and um, we got pretty much everything nailed down, so it'll be, uh, it'll be public in, in probably the next 48 hours. Okay, well, you did take a visit, right, to the Giants, so is that a potential landing spot? It, it's a potential landing spot, yeah. All right, so, I mean, a big smile on your face, and so there is some news here. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, in the next 48 hours, you'll, you'll see something. Okay, when you think back to your time in Pittsburgh, so presumably you're moving on from Pittsburgh, what stands out about your time in Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, like I said, I mean, I, I might be back there, I might not. Um, you know, there's still some time left to free agency. Um, but, yeah, I love my time there. Coach Tom is a great coach. Can't speak enough about him. Um, you know, I'm definitely fortunate to have him as my coach. Um, and, you know, just all the other offensive line coaches I've had there, um, the ownership with Mr. Rooney and um, you know, all, all the front office people, um, the staff people there is, is phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed my time so far this year and hope to continue, continue more. Position flexibility, I mean, do you still have that position flexibility, play multiple spots, interior of the offensive line? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, most of my starts have been at center, but, you know, I've, I've started a few games at left guard and, you know, all throughout the week practicing, you know, I got reps at right guard, left guard. Um, the biggest thing for guys like me who, you know, aren't a day one starter is to prove that, you know, we can play multiple positions. Um, you know, whether for big guys, it's kind of hard to show out on special teams. Um, so, you know, we have to really focus on playing m- multiple spots in the offensive line. So guard and center is mostly my specialty. I had a few reps at tackle and uh, on some scout team reps uh, last year, but I don't see myself ever playing any games at, uh, at tackle. So <laughs> um, I'm mostly mostly interior guy. <laughs> I'll leave you with this, JC. How much pride do you take in just being here from the Twin Cities, coming back here in the offseason, not setting up roots somewhere else? Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome, man. Like, I, have a, I have a great routine here. Um, I've been with ETS now for 12, 12 years, 12, 13 years. So, um, you know, like I said, I have a great routine. been training here for a while. Um, you know, I got the doctors I see out here um, training. Um, my wife and I live out here, so family's here. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great routine to come back and, and train here in Minnesota, other than the weather. I speak of Cashman getting to a second contract as a fifth-round pick. How about Hassenauer, now six years in the NFL, bouncing around, right, practice squads and stuff like that, but making it six years in the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Super happy for J.C. Hassenauer. Let's wrap up Scoop Podcast episode 411 with my recent conversation with new Gophers point guard, the transfer from Pepperdine, it is Mike Mitchell Jr. Mike, I appreciate your time. Congratulations on committing here to the University of Minnesota. You had a bunch of options. Take us through why you want to be a Gopher. Uh, I just, I built a relationship with Coach Johnson and the rest of the staff from day one, uh, as soon as I hit the transfer portal. And, um, I just felt close with him. Then when I took my visit, um, I just loved everything about the school, the vibe of the city, and yeah. So were they among the first program to reach out to you? Were they the first? Like, was the vibe yeah. just instant the second you hit the portal? Um, Marcus Jenkins was the first coach to call me. Wow. So, I mean, everything happened really fast. Like, you hit the portal, and was it like just a couple hours later your phone rang? Uh, no, like literally within like 30 seconds, I probably got like five, six phone calls. I, I call, I answered Marcus Jenkins first, first though. Why was that? Was there some sort of previous relationship you had with Marcus or something you knew about Minnesota? No, it's just, uh, all the coaches just keep pressing refresh in the transfer portal and he happened to be the first coach to call. So, yeah. Is that just crazy when you think about it with over what 
1,100 players in the portal? Yeah, no, it's really crazy. Like, I'd be on the phone with the coach, and I'd be getting phone calls on the other line. And so you decide to visit here, Mike. Take us through that visit. When you knew during that visit that, hey, okay, Minnesota is the place for me. Um, I think, like, going into it, I, I knew I already knew, kind of, that I wanted to go to Minnesota. I just needed a visit because coming from California, going to Minnesota, I knew it was going to be, like, a big difference. Um, and I think – Probably when I was uh I was shooting with the the first day I got there I was shooting with the guys playing a little shooting game and I was just like thinking and envisioning myself in the program and um, that's kind of when I knew I wanted to go there. So, but you said you sort of knew like when you hit the portal, yeah. right? So, like, what about Minnesota? What did you know about Minnesota? What research did you do on Minnesota? Like, how did you know? Like, as soon as you hit the portal, okay, Minnesota is is a very likely landing spot. Um, I didn't know as soon as I hit the portal. Uh, I think like a couple phone calls with the coaches, knowing like the situation, everything that happened this year with like injuries and stuff. Um, and then I watched a few games. Uh, I watched like a lot of Peyton Willis and Salon Cooper, and I liked the way they played, uh, in the system and stuff. And so, yeah. So, what's the last, you know, we're talking to you here, you know, a few days after you made the commitment. So, how has life changed? What's it been like the last few days since you've made the commitment? Uh, Stress-free. <laughs> yeah, not a, no no phone calls anymore, and uh, I can just work on my game now without having to worry to like, answer any coaches. When you say work on your game, describe your game to us as we start to get to know you. We can look at the highlight reels on YouTube, but that only is a sliver of what you can do, right? I mean, there's a lot more to your game than – you know, three-pointer after three-pointer on YouTube. So describe the kind of player you are. Uh, I actually say I'm like a pass-first, a hard-working pass-first point guard. Like I'm going to give it my all on the court. And um, I can still score it, though. Um, yeah, I'm going to just make the winning play, I feel like. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to give it my all on the court, whether it's like diving diving on the floor, taking a charge, any, anything. I'm going to give it my all. What makes you such a good three-point shooter? Do I have it right? Last year, you were at, like, what, 44% from three-point range? Yeah. Uh, um, I just work. Like, I'm in the gym every day. Um, it's also another thing. Uh, Minnesota's facilities were a lot better than what I have at Pepperdine, coming from the WCC going to the Big Ten. So I knew um, with the facilities, I can get even better than what I'm at right now. Um but yeah, I'm in the gym every single day and I work out two, three times a day. So what's the plan? When will you be here on campus? When will you be able to work out full time with the coaching staff and your new teammates? Uh, I get there like early June when they start summer workouts and I'll be with the team uh, full throttle. So just, you know, for the next two-ish months, just what? Learning the playbook, learning what Ben Johnson wants from you and continue to get work in there at Pepperdine? Yeah, um, I watch all their games on YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to watch just one one game a day, uh, see where I can help, see where I can fit in, and just see see how we can win. I felt like um, I feel like with the team that we had this year and what what we'll have coming in, like we can be really good and make a push in the Big Ten. Do you see an opportunity, Mike, to be that starting point guard with? Talon moving on to South Carolina, there is that opening starting point guard. Is that your goal? Can you see a scenario where you are the starting point guard? Yeah, I think I could definitely see a scenario from the starting point guard. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to, I'm just going to work when, as soon as I get there and uh, see what happens. Are you starting to get to know your new teammates? Like, do you have a relationship yet with Dawson Garcia, with Pharrell Payne, with Braden Carrington, with Ola Joseph, all those guys? Yeah, uh, on my visit, I met everybody, and um, yeah, I was really cool with them. Went out to dinner with them, and uh, yeah, uh, got to know everybody real well. Easy decision or hard decision, Mike, to enter the portal to begin with? Uh, it was a very hard decision. Um, I was really close with Coach Romar, um, and, and the opportunity he gave me as a freshman and sophomore to play a lot, um, it was kind of... It felt like I was kind of leaving him abandoned a little bit. 
Um, and it was a hard decision to make. Um, but I think it's going to be the best choice for me and my family. So you're ready for this lifestyle change. So you're a California kid, right? Northern California, San Jose, yep. right? San Jose. There at Pepperdine. I'm aware of how beautiful that campus is, Pepperdine. <laughs> so you're ready for that change, Pepperdine to Minneapolis? Yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to leave California and um, start a new journey. I mean, just how much of a lifestyle change is that for you? It's going to be a big lifestyle change. I've grown up in California my whole life, so um, it'll take some adjusting to do, but I'll be I'll be fine. So you mentioned your family, fit for your family. So do I have it right? Your dad was a really good running back at Stanford? Yeah, uh-huh. He, uh, he played at Stanford for four years. All right, so who's the better athlete, you or your dad? I, I'm a better athlete than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. how did you go the basketball route? Did you ever play football? Yeah, I played football all the way up to eighth grade. Um, from four years old to 14, I think. So, yeah. Um, it was That was also a tough decision, but I always just loved basketball more. And um, I knew to hopefully to get where I'm at right now, uh, I'd have to I'd have to focus on basketball. And it's safe to say that your dad, even though he's passionate about football, very supportive with your decision to pursue basketball? Yeah, he, he supported me on it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when it came to this decision, how much how much of a resource was he as you were going through the decision-making process? Uh, yeah, he, he helped me out a lot. Um, he just gave me insight. He was going to support my decision either way, wherever I went. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely helped me a lot. Who was it hard to say no to? So all these schools reach out, they want you to visit. They're like, hey, Mike, we want you. Hey, you can come here and start, play a lot of minutes. Who was it hard to say no to? Um, I'd say Boise State was one because I thought it was a good opportunity for me there, and they they won a lot of games. Um, them, uh, UNLV was a hard one, Utah, and Ole Miss. Um, yeah. So what else is important to know about your game? Like I'm looking at some of the numbers. Like, can you get to the free throw line more? Is that something that could be a focus? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, there's always stuff to improve on, and I'm going to get better each year. Um, my strides I've made each year I think is some of the best in the country. Like, you notice my field goal percentage, it went from 37% my freshman year to 43. And I don't know many people that have jumped their field goal percentage uh, 6% in, in more volume. Um, same thing with my three pointers. I went from 40 to 44 and I think I was shooting three a game up to five a game this year. Um, so I, I'm going to get better and better each year uh, and I'm going to work. So, yeah. And is some of it, you know, this better than I, this is top of my head, but is there a really good NBA draft prospect there from Pepperdine? So did you have to defer to him? <laughs> Oftentimes, you can even tell uh, us his name. I don't even know his name top of my head, but I feel like there's a really good NBA draft prospect there at Pepperdine. And I'm just wondering if you had to switch your game up a little bit because of him. Yeah, um, Maxwell Lewis is one of my best friends. Um, and yeah, I think he'll probably get drafted in the first round this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say defer, defer, um, but I just looked. Um, I just found my spots within the offense. And obviously when you have a professional basketball player on your team, uh, he's going to get a majority of the shots. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we're a very talented team this year at Pepperdine. We're just young. And, um, yeah. Basically. I mean, do people not realize also just how good? I mean, I get it. The facilities here, moving up to a high major, it all makes sense. But, like, I think about the West Coast Conference here in the Twin Cities. I think about in the last few years, Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren, Twin Cities kids went to go play for Gonzaga. So I was paying attention to the West Coast Conference, maybe a bit more so than previous years. But I'm thinking about like, you know, you guys and Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I mean, to me, like a lot of people don't realize how good the basketball is in the West Coast Conference. No, yeah, it's definitely a slept on conference. Um, I mean, St. Mary's uh, is top 25 basically every year. Um, last year, USF made the 
tournament. And uh, if it wasn't for their big man being hurt, I think they would have made a bigger run in the tournament. And then Gonzaga is just Gonzaga every year. Um, so, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely good competition. You get a good game every every night. Mike, what kind of defensive player are you? Um, I'd say smart. Um, I I do gamble a little bit, and so I need to stop that. But um, I think I think the I think the game well. Like uh, I'm gonna know every single person's strengths and weaknesses of the opposing team, and uh, yeah, make that's basically it when I am on defense. I'm smart. Um, I'm quick and fast too as well. I'll hit you with two more, then I'll let you go. I appreciate the time. Take me back to the moment when you let Ben Johnson know, hey, I want to come play for you. Oh, so, well, he was uh, – I actually canceled my trip to – I was supposed to take an official visit to Boise State, and I canceled it. Um, and I, call, I called him, but he was on the plane to uh, see a recruit. So I called Coach Jenkins, who I have a pretty good relationship with, and um, told him that I was going to commit. Um, and they he brought the whole staff in. I told them, and they went pretty crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. Are you now working on some other guys that are in the portal? I mean, Ben still has some. Marcus does too. I mean, the whole staff has some scholarships yeah. still to play with. Are you working on any guys? Yeah. No. I, once they once they get closer, I'll I'll, uh, I'll start talking to some guys some more. Um, so yeah. All right, and I'll leave you with this, Mike. Just what else is important to know? Or what's your lasting message for Gophers fans? Is they're pumped up knowing that that you're coming here? It's been a down, well, going beyond two years, but so far the Ben Johnson era, I've known Ben for a long time, so I'm rooting for him. But these first two years, I haven't met expectations. So there's a lot of people, you know, trying to figure out, hey, should I build up excitement for next year? You know, still some trepidation. But I think for the most part, people are excited that you are now coming. They see your background, your success at Pepperdine. They're like, okay, that's a good start. Let's see who else is coming in. But this is a really good start. But, like, what would be your lasting message to Gophers fans? Um, that I think we're going to have a really good team coming in. Um, last year, from what i seen and what I heard, there was a lot of there was a lot of injuries, so there wasn't much depth, even practice-wise. And practice plays, like, a really big deal in college. Um, so, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't have been coming here if I didn't, if I didn't think we could win. So I, I think we can definitely win and make a push and hopefully hopefully make that NCAA tournament. Um, for me, like what Gopher fans are going to get is like, I'm just going to give it my all on the court, like everything I got. But yeah, that's always been the way I play. I play. I like it, Mike. I think that'll excite a lot of Gophers fans as well. I appreciate your time. All the best as you finish out the semester there, your classes at Pepperdine. We'll see you here in the summer, okay? Uh-huh. Yep. Thank you. It was fun to get to know Mike. He can shoot the lights out. Can he get to the free throw line a bit more? But he is going to come in here. He will play a ton of minutes next season for Ben Johnson. I mean, unless something changes, I imagine he's one of the starting guards, probably the starting point guard. So he'll end up playing, you know, 30-plus minutes a night, something like that. So we'll continue to get to know Mike as the spring and summer moves on. All right, we are done on this Sunday, the 16th of April, 2023, Scoop Podcast episode. 411. Always appreciate you listening. Stay safe. Stay sane.